The primary purpose of the matter over mind experience is to educate. It doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. Nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So, take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matter Overmind Experience. I'm your host, master trainer and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And guess what? It's this time of year again. It's another Q&A. Yup, it's time for Q&A number eight. You know how it goes. You can email me, Narado at ZicoHealth.com. You can message me, send me a DM on Instagram at ZicoHealth. Or leave a comment on YouTube or Apple or Spotify anywhere with questions. And I will answer them for you on the show. I won't disclose who you are, but I'll answer the question. And you also get to listen to questions from other people as well. So you can pick up on tips to help you with your journey. Because more than likely, if you have a question, other people have a question. You can also learn from the questions other people ask as well. But before I begin the Q&A, Remember to visit the ZCormic recommendation page for products I've recommended for fitness, health, weight management. And of course, my discount code will, is on the page so you can save some money on some fantastic products. And with that being said, let's get to question number one. So the first question is, does taking certain medications impact your ability to lose weight? See, I am on eight different pills at the moment. And I'm hoping to get off most of them once I lose weight. Now, this can be a tricky question, right? But the, 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 another way to best phrase this one is, does taking certain medications impact your metabolism, i.e. your ability to burn fat or carbs? Because I think this put it in a better perspective. And to be straightforward, the answer is yes. See. Certain medications can cause weight gain, like medications that include steroids. In fact, if you have underlying health issues, they will impact your ability to burn fat as well. There are certain medications that actually do ramp down your metabolism. So I can't give a direct answer to this, but I can say it's best to speak to your primary care physician so you can maybe get off or get an alternative to the medication. And also read labels. Reading labels is extremely important. Now, I like the, the fact that this person says that they are hoping to get off some as they lose weight, because as you lose weight, depending on what the situation is, you may end up not um, diminishing some of your medications or getting off them completely. But at the same time, you may need to change or go to an alternative medication to be able to lose weight. And that's why it's important to talk to your primary care physician to help to kind of determine that a good dietitian or a nutritionist can help you with that as well. 
So just some things to consider, but at least I like the the, the thought process behind it. And I, I like where this person is going with this because it can really make a big difference in making it a lifestyle change. The next question is, I'm curious about dehydration and how does it affect how I lose weight? Either I drink a gallon of water or one glass. I'm struggling to like get a balance. So I think the question is saying that it's I, it's hard for me to really. Some days I I drink a whole lot. Some days I drink I don't drink that much. It's the all or nothing mentality I talk about. That's really what this question is talking about. So let me say this: hydration will impact your ability, your body's ability to burn fat and carbs properly, which will definitely impact your uh, your ability to lose weight. See, I recommend drinking water throughout the day. But the important is never to get thirsty because when you're thirsty, it's a sign that you've been dehydrated. And let me stress that when you are thirsty, that's a sign that you've been dehydrated. And that's where many of us go wrong. We wait until we're thirsty and then we're, by then we're already behind the eight ball. Constantly drinking throughout the day. And another big issue, and which is the all or nothing thing, don't drink a whole lot of water in the morning and then try to drink you know, a little bit in the evening. Because you can drink too much early. It's kind of think about it like you're eating a lot of food really early, but not enough the rest of the day. You want to, your body to have a constant balance. So what I do is I walk, around, I walk around with a half gallon jug and I sip on it throughout the day to keep my body hydrated instead of drinking a whole lot in the morning or a whole lot in the evening, pee it out, and then I'm still going to be thirsty. I keep a balance throughout the day with my water. So just keep like a half gallon or a full gallon jug and just sip on it throughout your day. You can put your favorite electrolytes in it. I put heal in mine from Amino Core. Everybody heard me talk about heal. I put heal in it. And I, and I drink on it throughout the day because I love the way it tastes. So it makes it easy for me instead of that, just a, a bland water taste. There's nothing wrong with that, of course. But if you put something in that's a little flavored, but it's healthy, still healthy, like electrolytes or heal, that can keep you to, you know, help you to keep yourself hydrated throughout the day. The next question is uh, question number three. Look at that. It's five questions. I'm already in question number three. What's the best time to eat carbs for weight loss? Thanks for the information because any information here would be helpful for me during my journey. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> now, this is a good question, though, because I always say it's best to carb cycle, especially simple carbs. You see, the best time to eat carbs is usually before your workouts and earlier in the day, especially uh, like starchy carbs, right? Or even simple carbs. Before your workout or earlier in the day is usually best because your body can use it best and have more time to burn it. Before a workout, especially like an intense workout, really good time to, so, so, so your body can burn through it. Earlier in the day, and then later on in the day, you want to eat your more complex carbs. But even with that being said, I recommend if your goal is weight loss, to stay away from complex, I'm sorry, the complex, stay away from simple and starchy carbs as much as possible, but and eat as complex as you possibly can because complex carbs, especially paired with a complete diet, will help to keep your blood sugar steady and help you to manage your weight. But if you have to eat simple and starchy carbs, again, you want to go for earlier in the day and especially before a workout, especially when you're going for more intense. Um, high volume type workouts. And this is the perfect time to stop and talk about NutriSense. 
because now we're talking about carbs, we're talking about blood sugar, we're talking about weight management. So I have to talk about Nutrisense right here. See, according to the CDC, 41.9% of the U.S. population has obesity, making it a public crisis. See, Nutrisense combines cutting-edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different food, exercise, stress, and sleep in real time. See, by pairing a CGM with their app, an expert dietitian, I said dietitian, expert dietitian advice, Nutrisense can help you reach your health and fitness goals. See, key benefits for their members include weight loss, stable energy throughout the day, better sleep, understanding which foods are good for you, or should I say good for them, and controlling cravings. I've worn a CGM before. I usually I wear it for wear it, worn it for a couple of weeks at a time, and it helps me to understand how sleep. If I sleep well, how it impacts my blood sugar. Helps me to understand how my blood sugar um, stays steady throughout the night. Helps me to understand when I eat certain foods. Does it spike my blood sugar? When I'm pairing my foods properly, does it keep my blood sugar steady? The days that I do my 24 hour fast, does my blood sugar change? Or does it stay flat? Do I go into any kind of shock? Like, well, if I go to shock, I would know. But it's, it's my blood sugar drop lower than it's supposed to be. We're in a continuous glucose monitor. Instead of just pricking your finger and seeing at that given time what your blood, um, what your blood glucose is, a CGM tracks it over time because you're constantly wearing it. And when you scan it, it gives you a reading from the last time you scan it to the new time you scan it, where your blood, what your blood sugar um, have done. So visit Nutrisense.io slash Matter Over Mind and use code Matter Over Mind to save 30% and get one month of free dietitian support. And to make it easy, because that might be hard to remember, I'll make sure that the website is in the description of this uh, podcast as well, along with the discount code. So with that being said, let's get to the last two questions. The next one is, what's the difference between being in ketosis and burning fat for energy? Just talking about CGM and Nutrisense, and now this is the next question. I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, we often confuse this. Can we believe that our bodies run, bodies run out of carbs and then create ketones? Well, it's not necessarily that simple. See, carbs are the body's preferred source of fuel, and I will die on that hill. But now that our bodies can burn fat and carbs for energy as needed, at that, at, at that point, you still may not be in ketosis. So I want to clear that up. So you be metabolically flexible. There are times your body will burn fat for energy, burn carbs for energy. But even though you're burning fat for energy, you may not be in nutritional ketosis. Your body can create ketones and you're still not in nutritional ketosis, right? So let's say I'm doing zone two cardio where my body is primarily burning fat, I may still have some stored glycogen that my body can use in the future. In fact, that's the goal, to burn fat and, and then save stored glycogen for use as needed. Now, as needed may be intense, high-intensity workout. Your body may require more of that stored glycogen or may require more glucose for use. But if you train in zone two, which burns primarily fat, you may still burn some glycogen and burn some glucose, but you're still burning fat, but you're still not necessarily in nutritional ketosis. You see, nutritional ketosis is when you have used all carbs and your body starts to run on ketones. You can measure using a ketone meter and it, you, the meter usually tells you what they consider nutritional ketosis. 
And I usually enter nutritional ketosis like a couple of times a year to get the benefits that ketones provide, you know, mitochondrial um, uncoupling and, you know, reducing inflammation, help my health, so on and so forth. However, I do not believe that human humans should uh, should stay in a state of ketosis. I think of ketones as a backup fuel, like a generator. You don't run on your generator 24-7, right? But you you do use your generator when needed. And that's what ketones are, being in nutritional ketosis. It's a little bit more complex than that, right? Because with nutritional ketosis, there are many health benefits that come along with it. But I talked, Andrew Coates was on the show, very, a very good trainer. He knows his stuff. And we're talking about how people get dogmatic about certain um, certain uh, nutritional, uh, I guess you say, topics or whatever they follow, right? And they'll say ketone, ketosis, carnivore, such and so forth. And they'll just get so, so caught up into it. But they don't, but what they fail to tell you is a lot of these habits that they're dogmatic about, you cannot sustain it for extremely long time. However, they can be good tools on your journey and which I have used and still use. Like I said, I, from time to time, I go into nutritional ketosis to help to heal my body. And our ancestors used to do that. When food wasn't as available, they would be in nutritional ketosis. They probably didn't call it ketones. Actually, I'm pretty sure they didn't call it ketones but they would be in a state of nutritional ketosis. So just think about that. And if you're not familiar with nutritional ketosis, talk to an expert that can help you to, to get your, to train your body, to be able to run on fat as needed, run on carbs as needed, but to bring it to that next level from time to time, you can go into nutritional ketosis, which, um, which usually I was, I do it for about a, for weeks or about a month at a time. Different people may do it for different time frames, but depending on what you need, it can be extremely helpful for you. And the last question, which actually my last answer is going to lead me directly into the last question. What is metabolic flexibility and how do I accomplish this? The goal is to mostly use fat at rest or let's say in zone two um, cardio or something where it's not very intensive, right? But carbs is needed. And another good time when I talk about burning fat at rest is also doing sleep. Your brain runs on the glycogen, but you can also use, the body can also use the fat as well to help um, as you rest. So for example, let's say when you wake, you should mostly burn fat, but when you work out, especially when you cross the anaerobic zone, with your crossing zone two, going to zone three, you should use carbs to fuel the big part of the workout. Also post, like I'll post a high carb meal you should switch to carbure temporarily. This one, I'm, I'm a big fan of Lumen. Because when you blow into it, it tells you what percentage of fat versus what percentage of carbs you're burning. When you eat certain foods and you blow into it, it gives you an idea if your metabolism is working properly. And then also, it, uh, they, they, their, their nutritionists give you guidance, help to train your metabolism to know when to burn fat and when to burn carbs. So... So, but, but as your metabolism get better at burning fat and burning carbs, you become more metabolic and flexible. And like I said, in the last answer, when you add, um, being able to be in nutritional keto ketosis for a while, for let's say a few weeks at a time, however long you do it, um, that's that next level of being metabolic and flexible, right? So just think about these things, um, and try to, if you have any questions around what I've explained, feel free to send me a DM on 
um, Zico Health, email me, Narado at ZicoHealth.com. Leave a comment on Apple or YouTube or wherever, wherever you're watching this, uh, watching or listening to this uh, episode or any of my episodes. And I'll be more than happy to help you out and uh, answer the questions as much as I can. Remember, my answers are general, not specific. And before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. And with that being said, enjoy your weekend, fam. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.